Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, and I'm delighted to say, like every week nowadays, as it should be, I'm joined by my co-host and friend, Matt. How you going, mate? Episode 99. Episode 99. It's a, it's a, it's a weird one. Episode 99. So 99 episodes of this podcast, and this will be the last episode with our current, and what has been our always, intro and out music. So if you like our intro and stuff, it's the end. It's the last one today. Oh, that's quite sad. It's a little bit. Sad. I don't like change. So the <laughs> Who fact does? I've yeah yeah it's true yeah the <laughs> the fact that I've kind of looked into this and sort of thought oh you know it's a hundredth episode maybe we ought to change it up a little bit. Um, yeah, ninety nine episodes with this. So this is the last time it's going to be on there. I'll shed a tear as I do the edit later on. Probably. Yeah, not. probably not. See, the yeah. thing is, the thing is, like, although as as human beings we don't tend to like change. No. You know, look at you, you've only got to look at Amazon and Jeff Bezos. You know, if if we don't change, we're not going to become billionaires, are we, mate? Oh God, <laughs> Amazon and Jeff Bezos. So that that was your example you went to. <laughs> I was going to say about the Tottenham squad needing revamping two seasons ago, and how if you don't change, you end up staying still, and you end yeah, up that's in more situation. relevant. That's more relevant. Mate. Yeah, and you end up in a you went to Jeff Bezos and becoming billionaires. I fear your ambition for this podcast maybe outweighs our ceiling. You know? Do, do you know? Do you know? Part of the problem is, um, as said, my, my boy is he's just uh, he's going through this phase where he's fascinated by rich people. Yeah. So it, like every almost daily, I'm being said, I'm being told the top five biggest richest people in the world and he's, he's yeah. fascinated it by it and oh, he's yeah. like how do yeah. i become how do i become like him and i'm like mm-hmm. there'll be a one-off set but he, I, yeah, I don't yeah. want to i don't want to discourage him but at the same time oh, I, no. I can't you know like, you got to put a bit of realism in, in it haven't you? <laughs> well I, I think the the main thing is you know work hard yeah the issue with that is you then see him look at one or two of them and go he didn't look like he worked that hard. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. but his great, great, great granddad possibly did. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, yeah. I know, I know, we got a bit off topic just very briefly. Like he was telling me about Bill, Bill Gates because I, I learned all yeah. this from Seb. Him telling me, but apparently he 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 used to hack uh, the school um, computer system and got thrown yeah. out, yeah, and only yeah. came back into the school by by promising to help them look for the other hackers, and that's how he sort of started up. So, you know, you just you can be a bit of a bad guy and make loads of money, you know. So. Oh, definitely. You know, it's yeah, not um, about get your grades, is it? They, they find out. You remember, like, when PCs and the internet became, like, a thing, and then all of a sudden computer viruses came along, and then all of a sudden computer virus protection programs came along that you had to buy? Well, basically, the people who invented the first computer viruses are the people who came out with the first ever protection against yeah, them. Yeah, of course. So you create the problem, and you create the cure, and then you charge people for the Make cure. Make lots of money out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of my favourite money-making things that came out of the internet, right, which is so simple, and I just wish I'd thought of it, and whoever did this is a genius. So when the internet first launched, and basically we all got the prefixes, so like the internetamerica.com in the UK.co.uk, Mm-hmm. knowing that at some point every company was going to want a website this one guy went and registered every company he could think of in his name argos.co.uk sainsbury's.co.uk asda.co.uk and they wanted yeah. to buy them from him 
the only people who refused because they said it was extortion was B&Q and they've ended up with <laughs> DIY.co.uk, which is still pretty bloody good. That's bad. Yeah, he didn't, were, he didn't think of that one, did he? <laughs> no, no, he didn't. He was too busy just taking brand names, which yeah. makes sense. I mean, he did them all, like Boots. He did all the football clubs he could think of. That's brilliant. So all of them had to go to him and just say, right, how much? And he was That's like, well... Mad. He said he started with a few hundred and realised that everyone was saying yes too quickly, so then he started charging like a grand and stuff. That's brilliant. Now, nowadays, if you manage to get in there quickly, you probably make even more. But yeah, he yeah. made an absolute killing. Enough to retire off of. Fantastic. Yeah, git. <laughs> Maybe he can uh, take over Tottenham one day if he's that rich. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think he's that level. I just think he I just think he gets to sit down comfortable every day and laugh oh, at the fair enough. laugh at every time he clicks on a website. I used to own that. <laughs> yeah. Amazon.co.uk Thank you very much. And we're back to Jeff Bezos. There he goes. Yeah, you planned it. Yeah, Jeff Bezos. Listen, I, I wouldn't mind him taking the Spurs over. You know, he's got yeah, a fair few quid, hasn't he? He's got a couple of quid, but don't appear to have a lot of interest in sports teams. Oh, um, although, if the Amazon documentary does really well for them, which I think it will, maybe you will look at it and think, seriously, if I buy that club, we could do that every season and make yeah, a killing. there you go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and would, would we care if he was investing massive amounts of money? No, nope. we would not. <laughs> no. no, you can film the players doing whatever you like. As you long can film as me. Signing... You can film me wherever you like as well. Yeah, Come to my as house. As, if you yeah, mean... as long as you're signing the very best of them. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> what a fun thing. But speaking of Tottenham, yeah, as we probably should at some point, um, we won again, and and I have that really weird feeling. And and we won, and we scored three goals. They didn't score any goals. It's a very strange feeling, Matt. I, I, it it feels like I don't know. It's it's odd. I, I'd kind of gone back into the nineties mode. This was my way of surviving. So when we were playing against a team in the top four who played very well over the season in Leicester, I wasn't expecting to beat them three 0 Me neither. And you and you look at it now. So when when the season resumed, um, we played twenty nine games. Yeah. And we've now played thirty seven. So it's eight games. And yeah. in that eight, we've won five, drawn two, and lost one. It's yeah. not bad going, is it? No, it's not bad. And the funny thing is, is the game we lost was like a real weird anomaly yeah like, like like we've just it was like the players had kind of not slept the night before or all had a dodgy lasagna do you know what i mean it was just yeah. weird kind of game um and then the bournemouth draw was a weird kind of game but other than that yeah we, we, we've done okay it's just i i know it's look, i know it's easy to get carried away i know i appreciate that so i'm gonna just sound like i'm getting carried away now yeah but i think that uh now hopefully and this is just hope maybe and it's always the hope that kills you you know yeah. but the first few games it's almost like you know the first few games of the new season when yeah. the when players are still trying to find their rhythm yeah, yeah their yeah. fitness isn't completely right and then once you start settling into the season then you then you start seeing it's almost like that you know the, the cream always rises to the top yeah. in the end doesn't it you know the, the, the good the good the good teams well, you, will always kind at, of um... Um... You, they'll be where they're meant Look to be, Harry you know. Kane's and performances and, compared to the first. Yeah, time. exactly. He's been he's been fantastic, and and maybe maybe and I'm just as a maybe. I know that the people listening might be thinking I'm just getting completely carried away, but maybe now we're at kind of a good fitness level, and and they've got their. I know obviously it's going to end, <laughs> end yeah. on Sunday, but uh, it maybe give us a glimpse that, that when the when when we're kind of when the players are, are fit, they're in their rhythm, then. We're actually not a bad side who could 
do well, quite well next yeah, season. It, it is the hope. You, you've entered that, you yeah. know, I know the season's still going, but you've entered that end of July, early August hope phase. I know, I have Sam. I can't help it, mate. I just, it's, it's being yeah, a Tottenham fan, it that's is. the you're, you're conditioned. Maybe next year will be our year. That's, that should, they should replace Odere Estfakeri with that. Yeah, and then you look at and you look at Liverpool. They always say next year's our year, and this is their year, you know. So, and last year was their year because they won the Champions League. So, they we can we can take their saying yeah, now because next year will be our. Year. It actually is their year when yeah, it is, um, <laughs> as opposed so to kind of fake hope. Briefly on them, I mean they they've won the league, they've lifted the trophy now. Uh, I don't think there can be any disputes. They've been the best team this season. Um, I don't think oh, you know, yeah, any anything at all. I've. Uh, they, there was like a, a mile gap between them and everybody else. Man City, the only team that can really touch them, have had a weird year of where they've just not been able to string results together for whatever reason. Um, so, yeah, it's a, uh, you know, congratulations to them. The first time they won a title in 30 years. Um, you know, uh, yeah, so you got to hold their up. Don't you think it's weird, right, that 30 years ago, since so 1990, they won the last title... That season, Leeds United got promoted to the top flight like they have done this time, no which way. is kind of funny. So is... Liverpool won the title yeah. and Leeds won. Le- yeah, so that was Division 1 then, and Leeds won Division 2, got promoted. Two years later, Leeds won the title. The last ever first division being the top flight was won by Leeds. I can't see them winning it, unless well, no, they do like a, a bizarre Leicester again. Because like, I look at it and think that could never happen now. The Leicester thing was crazy, and that kind of disproves what I've just said, but you cannot imagine a newly promoted team going to the top flight and within two years winning the title, can you? You know, but back... But they did it, didn't they? Yeah, Yeah, they did it in 92. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Liverpool won it in 90, the the Scum won it in 91, and yeah, Leeds won it in 92, and then the Premier League started the following year, and Man United just went on a charge, as we all know. Um I wonder if it's worth going into the bookies and seeing what odds you can get on Leeds winning the title in 2022. Because of the similarity, I bet that bet exists. Yeah, Yeah, it must um, do. And I suspect there's a fair few Leeds fans throwing their money away as we speak. But uh, I'd throw a fiver on it. I mean, that's worth a fiver, isn't it? It's like such a strange (laughs) thing that history seems to repeat itself like that. But yeah, um, well, the other thing, obviously, you know, congrats to Liverpool, but congrats to Leeds as well. I don't know about you, man, but Leeds are one of the clubs that to me should be in the Premier League so I'm really Mate, happy exactly the same yeah yeah and also I, 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 another team I want to avoid relegation Aston Villa because Aston Villa are a Premier yeah, League team yeah. I don't think like, I don't think like Nor- Norwich have, I know Norwich have got a decent stadium and they I don't think they look out of place no. in the Premier League but obviously they just they struggle at the moment I don't, obviously they've not put enough investment in Bournemouth who look like they're doomed I, I think that They've done amazing, and Eddie Howe is a yeah. great manager. But it, for me, it's a stadium that tells me they're not a Premier League team. I mean, you can't have a. Pre- I know they are a Premier League team yeah, at the moment, but it doesn't feel yeah. right that a Premier League team has got a stadium of only thirteen thousand uh, uh, capacity yeah. in it. And I hope Watford go down purely because of the fact they sat their manager two games to go. Yeah, they're, they're you know? weird. I, I, I mean, I, I I always look at like. Chelsea sacking managers and like us, you know, Daniel Levy loves to sack a manager, but Watford are mental. What's that? The third. That is, is this, what, what is the logic in it, Sam? What is the logic in what the they've done? I, I read yesterday about uh, he's got a contract with a clause that basically says if they stay up, he gets paid a million pounds. It was like a bonus. And so even though wow. they've sacked him, 
if the clubs stay up, so whoever manages to keep them up, he'll get that million quid. But if they go down, then he won't. And people are just like, did they sack him because they want to go down? That makes no sense. There, yeah. There's like no logic. Yeah. And then you've got um, a few chairmen basically saying, look, going down this season is the worst ever time due to COVID to be losing your Premier League status financially. So, you know, yeah, mm. you get the parachute payments thing, which, you know, is designed to help you. But still, you know, the Premier League finance compared to the Football League so different than going down this year could conceivably cripple clubs. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I was. I, yeah. Have you seen yeah. much about the Wigan situation? No, well, I haven't, if no. If you get a chance, and anybody listening gets chance, um, just as a football fan, I, I read this and I'm just absolutely shocked. So, basically, Wigan Athletic... Got purchased by a like a consortium from the Far East, who own a load of bookmakers like uh, bookies online kind of betting, and before they purchased them, there was a substantial bet placed with their online thing that they own that Wigan would be relegated. Wigan were doing okay, sort of fighting their way out of it. They purchased them and then put them in administration. Which automatically triggers a twelve-point deduction. Yeah, this is that's something up Any, there. Isn't I mean, it? and the administrators have even gone in and gone. This makes no sense. There's no reason mm. that this this club's in administration. You know, they're fine. They're 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 tangible assets. So the football league had to approve these owners, and they've approved them, and then they've gone in and done this. I mean, it's. Yeah. Oh, massively, massively, something seriously badly gone wrong. There's, there's some really great articles. I mean, if you subscribe to the Athletic, there's some great stuff on that to find. Uh, but the Guardian, uh, uh, journalist for the Guardian's written a really good piece on it, detailing it. But if you just go to Google, type in Wigan Athletic, you know what, what's going on, the situation at Wigan. There's some stuff there, and I mean, it, it's worth reading. Just, just as a football fan, it's good to know about these things because. You know, we all talk about, you know, Enix selling up, Daniel Levy going and getting new owners, and you see stuff like this. And don't get me wrong, I know this, uh, I'm not saying that a new owner would walk into Tottenham and do the same, but it doesn't make you kind of go, bloody hell, how does that happen? <laughs> yeah, and and, that, and that's the thing, like, it, that, that, it's, it's, it's rot, that, I mean, it's rotten, it's a rotten yeah. thing to do. Like, you know, if, if it's if it's all look how it looks, then it's just like, you know, it, from a point, a point of view of business, yeah. you, it's, it's Ooh, disgusting, yeah. but... From the fa- from the fans' point of view, I mean, like you know, I mean, Wigan are a fairly new club, aren't yeah. they? I think it's like the seventies, wasn't it? They they I were they were so, the yeah. but they've got a decent fan yeah. base, and you know they've just been completely taken by the looks of things for Not utter months. They won the FA Cup. Yeah, exactly. They were a Premier League team. That's that's disgusting, isn't it? That's actually disgusting. It is, and it, yeah. So if you get a chance to have a look into that, it's it's an interesting read, and it's a real mind-boggling how in the hell it's happened and I do feel for all their fans so if you're a, a Tottenham fan with Wigan sympathies listening then you know hearts with you because it's awful um, yeah did you do you know you was going to you know just uh, yeah. quickly Sam uh, you know Sam was saying about the, fi- the finances yeah. as well I um, obviously being a season ticket myself a season ticket holder myself uh, I don't know if you know what, what, they're, what they're doing next no. season but uh, basically what, we've, what we're having to do is pay uh well i've done it already i paid 20 percent. so they're taking 20 percent of our season ticket yeah. uh, off us uh and then basically that secures our seat for next season and by the sounds of things i don't think it i mean i've, I've i mean you mentioned didn't you the fact that um 
we may be one of the clubs yeah. that uh, try like having fans in the stadium. But by the looks of things, I don't think there's going to be full capacity for a while. No. So I think we've paid this 20% to reserve it, but I've got a feeling I don't think I'll be paying much more than that over the course of the season. No, no it was, it's going to be interesting because obviously um, the government have announced that in October they're hoping to see these trials for for uh, possibly people returning to Stadia. And in the um, article I read the other day, and I did post it on the Facebook page, the Tottenham Stadium was one of the ones that had been chosen to do the pilot. Um, I don't know about you in thinking that. It's kind of like, well, that you know, my initial reaction was, that makes sense. It's the newest stadium. There's so much space there. You could, like, say... You know, let's have ten thousand people in. You know, do you know what I mean? And and just so there's a bit of yeah. an atmosphere there, but ten thousand people in that stadium, you know, it'd be like when you go to Wembley and you take twenty thousand. You know, and you think, yeah, this is a big yeah. crowd. No, yeah. it's not. Oh wow, I can hear everything. No. Um, yeah. So it'd be a bit like that, and you can really space them out. Have everyone come through the different entrances. You're like, okay, your ticket is dedicated. You know, designated green. You can only go to the green areas. Do you know what I mean? You could like, you can really mm. do something with it. But then I thought to myself, yeah, that makes sense using Tottenham Stadium. But in another way, it really doesn't. Because you mentioned Bournemouth a minute ago. You couldn't do that at Bournemouth. The turnstiles no, alone. No, I mean, you, can, you can't even get into the stadium at Bournemouth without ramming yourself up against people. <laughs> Did yeah. you see what I mean? It's yeah. like, yeah. it kind of like, oh, use the Tottenham Stadium. Yeah, that makes sense. But it only makes sense if you're going to say, okay, if you want to have fans back... You can only use these five stadiums. Do you know what I mean? And and then it becomes unfair and other clubs, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah. I, I I don't I kind of like when well, yeah that makes sense. And then afterwards I thought about it and thought well no if you're going to do pilots what you need to do is get the the older stadiums that are like really close you know really close the old fashioned turnstiles I know they've been replaced but you know what I mean the entrances to some of these grounds. Yeah. You know, you've got to pretty much ram yourself up against the person taking the ticket. Like, oh, morning, love. <laughs> yeah, oh, your breakfast <laughs> yeah, smelled <exactly>. lovely. Um, <laughs> to get into the things. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, I, um, I was thinking about that afterwards. The, speaking of the stadium, of course, we did have our last home game of the season when we beat Leicester 3 0. I've, I've said that a few times because I'm still in disbelief. Isn't it weird the last home game of the season with no fans? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, was, I was at the stadium the last game, home game yeah. of last season against Everton I think it was a two-all yeah. draw and um, one thing that was that kind of stood out a little bit for me is Sonny won yeah, all the awards did, last yeah. year and he won all yeah. the awards this year and last year at, at the end, final whistle you know normally at games everyone sort yeah. of disappears but you know the last game of the season most people most yeah. most fans hang about and give him a big cheer and you got to watch all these highlights on a big screen and that but yeah I mean he, he said it himself it didn't he weird. it didn't feel yeah. right and you see they all yeah. stood in the centre circle, like applauding to the fans who aren't there because they're watching at home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, something else, which yeah. is killer. So, if you've been watching the coverage on Sky a lot, Sky will flick to fans at home watching the game. And one of the things that's yeah. been making everybody laugh is obviously that some people have got the game and have got it on a delay or are watching it. You know what I mean? It's like little bits of sync yeah. throughout because you'll see like, oh, there's a goal being scored. They'll go to the fans and two of them are celebrating. The rest are like eating crisps and watching it. And then one of them will be like, oh, we've scored. You know what I mean? It's like you see them all like all at different times. 
And then on the comments, so this is Sky Sports putting it out there, and then in the comments on their um Twitter feed where they keep posting it, someone's put, well, you can see the people with Sky Broadband. <laughs> it's like, brilliant, exactly. well done. Absolute wallop, absolute backhand of the face from them. But yeah, no, the final home game of the season, it all feels weird. You know, football with no fans. I really hope all of the clubs, and I know I'm going to be proved wrong with this, but I really hope all of the clubs will look at this. The next time that the supporters trust say, look, you're charging too much money, you're pricing fans out of going, they will look at that and take a view on it because we've now had to experience fan, you know, football without fans, and it's kind of crap. <laughs> oh, it really is, yeah. Do, do you know what's funny? I, I, I can't remember which game it was, um, but... You know they 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 play that uh, yeah, the, the yeah, fake yeah. fan noise, and um, I can't remember which one it was. And I swear the commentator got uh, in his mind heard the fans. And I think he said, "Oh, the fans yeah. are getting a bit lively." He went, "Of course, if yeah, they were yeah, the rear, yeah, because yeah. he had to make himself yeah, sound like, <laughs> but... like a total prat." Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> exactly. But it, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I I, okay, I know you. I think you said you listen I to. I do. It without yeah, the fan I find noise, that weird. You? It doesn't feel yeah, and and it's just although it's although it's kind of uh, for me I like listening to yeah. it with the fan noise. When you listen to it without, that gives you that true sense of just how soulless yeah. it sounds in that stadium. Yeah, it is, and, you know. And also, like you know, for all the kind of banter between clubs about oh your stadium's so quiet, it just goes to prove actually no, none of them are ever quiet. This is quiet. <laughs> yeah. Well, well yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You can't get quieter than this. Maybe the Emirates. <laughs> maybe you know. Maybe, yeah, maybe exactly, on a par yeah. with the Emirates. That's uh, on a which par, I'm pleased yeah. to see that they've still been getting sixty thousand every week. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there's how many people bought tickets. I don't get that. I don't... <laughs> By the way, did you see that the Arsenal admin for their latest game appears to have been told he's getting furloughed or something? So Arsenal, when they post team news, like all the clubs on Twitter will post these gifs or will post these images of all the players and stuff like that. And, you know, this is the team. He literally posted today's team and basically like nicknamed the players or like just put three letters out of their name. Like a Bama Yang, he just put Bama. Um, and everybody was replying to it like, are you okay, hun? What, what the hell's going on? And then, of course, all the other clubs' fans start jumping on it, like, retweeting it, going, seriously, Arsenal admin's given up. <laughs> yeah, he's done. He's had enough. Yeah. And then, of course, they went and lost the game to Aston Villa. So clearly he knew. The, the admin must have known, yeah, known. things weren't going well. Um, I mean, <laughs> Arsenal losing to Aston Villa, of course, led to the fact that there's actually no way they can now pass us in the league. So in our worst season for six, seven years by far, uh, we're still finishing above them for the fourth consecutive year. Um, yeah. I, I personally find that really funny and actually really enjoyed it because I'm one of those people that's like, I think it's far cooler if we don't make a big deal out of it. You know, just like, yeah, that's what's supposed to happen. You know, it's, it's the norm, yeah. isn't it? You finish above West Ham, you finish above Arsenal. It's what it is. Or, you know, we we got to fight out with Chelsea. Because it drives them insane. Because it used to drive me yes. insane when they did it to me. Yeah. And and, and I, gu- I guarantee, Sam, I guarantee that Arsenal fans, two or three seasons, two or three games ago, were going, as oh, long as were. you finish above Tottenham, yeah. then it's all right. Yeah, because, of course they were. Because of course on Twitter, they were. after it happened... The, the joy, and this is the thing, and I think me and you have touched on it, and, and I want to talk about it because of the Facebook post I then had to delete, which is, 
I never understand why you can't enjoy silly moments in football. Like, imagine you're like you're drawing with the bottom of the table. It's an awful game. You're doing crap, but then you score a ninety fifth minute winner. You celebrate like you've just won the World Cup because that ninety fifth yeah. and all the release of that energy. When you come away from it afterwards, you can go, "God, we were crap. We were so lucky." But in that moment, it's just yeah. utter, utter delight and joy, and all of that energy and tension goes, and it's great. And in the moment that we like, it was confirmed we are going to finish above them. It, you could see Spurs Twitter came alive. Just everyone laughing like none of this kind of like we've asked them with the whole saint totteringham's day or whatever it was it was none of that it was just like retweeting all of the big arsenal accounts who for weeks have been well we're gonna finish above them we're gonna do it again all of this stuff and everyone just retweeting it with like smiley faces just 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 yeah, enjoy yeah. the fact that it's gonna annoy them so much because they <laughs> yeah. know we've had such a crap year and they're still not better than us and then it was just like this wonderful kind of thing. And then, so I did this post on the Facebook page in the morning. It was like, you know, as you can see, following last night's results, you know, we are definitely going to finish above Arsenal this year. And the first few replies I got, because I do these things sometimes, and I think, oh, no, some people might be really negative. The first few replies I got was, like, really funny and really getting into the spirit of, like, oh, can't believe it. We've been so crap and they still can't beat us. That's hilarious. And that, that was the spirit in which I was doing it in. But then within oh, five, ten minutes, it was just like, yeah, but they're in an FA Cup final. You know, they're going to win a trophy this season. What, why are we celebrating? It's like, it's not. Can't, can't you just, in, it's like when a goal goes in, can't you just enjoy the goal? Like like Leicester, yeah. we beat Leicester 3-0. And in the final post, full time, Tottenham 3, Leicester 0. One of the replies was, can't believe how crap we are. Our possession stat was this. And I'm like... Dude, really? You you can't just go. We won a game three now. That's great. Like your your natural reaction is just to look at something and go. And rather than going, that's funny, or I can enjoy that. It's hmm. Where can I find the negative? Oh, find it. Let's comment it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah it annoyed me I, so much. I just I I f- the post. Yeah. Do you know? I wish you hadn't because I you was you was on yeah. Messenger on our on our admin yeah. Messenger and you was asking about. But I was at work and uh, I, 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 the job I'm doing at the moment is very difficult yeah. to look at. My so phone you probably read back in the middle later. Of the yeah. But I was re- I was reading them and I was kind of I couldn't get involved in a conversation yeah. like I wanted to. But if I'd if I'd have been able to, I would have told you not to because I I don't think it, it's 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 really frustrating because you're kind of like this from yeah. my point of view but you've kind of given given into the 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 negative yeah. people you know and 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 i just think like you say there's just there's a lot of people in life that just don't just just get no yeah. joy from anything yeah. and, and and look i look the re- realistically okay that like the arsenal might win yeah. the fa cup I, I still don't think they're going to win it i i, I think uh, uh, chelsea are doing but like if they if they do win it then they've yeah. won the FA Cup, right? Which sucks, now I appreciate but it's that. What it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, of course it's yeah. No, no, and I appreciate that, right? But I, I, um, I'd love us to win the yeah, FA Cup. Yeah. Like you know, if Joe, Mourinho can win the FA Cup, yeah. it's fantastic. But I've said this before, right? You look at Arsenal, right? So I know the Burnley, and I think it's the, I can't remember the club above them. Is United yeah, yeah. two of them? If basically if one of them lose, and Arsenal look like they're going to win because they've they've got uh they've got uh one of the relegation team, Watford, yeah, haven't they, yeah. at home last game of the season. So chances are they're going to win. But if the other two win, then they'll they'll finish 10th, yep. yep. right? Now, 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 you look 
15 years ago yeah. at Arsenal, right? When they were when they were winning things for fun, when um, you know they were invincible yeah. seasons and that, and then 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 they started going down. They kept winning. They win won the old yeah. FA Cup, but then they they remember they kept pipping yeah, us to fourth yeah. all the time. And I remember that big picture of them in the dressing room. They were yeah. going mental because they'd finished fourth, like you know. And it was like I appreciate that it's a good thing to finish fourth because yeah. you're in the Champions League. But it's it seemed weird for me because this was a team that was used to a lot yeah. of success and like. With us, we we've starved of it recently. So, like to finish fourth as a Tottenham fan, like in the like three or four years ago, was amazing. It's like yeah. something we I only dreamt of, and it's something I think we could massively celebrate. But from the point of view of an Arsenal fan, I, I'm surprised that they were going so mental at it. But it was almost like their expectation level as players and as fans were going were getting yeah, lower. And so the, the players higher, were. Ex- yeah, so so their their players were ecstatic and were going absolutely crazy in the dressing room because yeah. they'd finished fourth. Now, all right, an FA Cup, which you know it's, it's a great trophy, but they're going to potentially finish tenth, yeah. right? Tenth, and, and and yet we're meant to we're meant to uh, as Spurs fans go look, you know they've they've won an FA Cup. We've got to be we've got to yeah. keep quiet because Arsenal are going to win an FA balls. Cup. They finished freaking tenth, yeah. like you know. I'm sorry, but look, I I I, I just I'm. Like you, like you said about finishing yeah. above them, right? It's one of the things where the more you're kind of dismissive of it, the yeah, more it winds so. them up because <laughs> it's almost like you know, well, you know, it's just, it's just part yeah. of course now, isn't it? You know, but there's there is still the joy, and I, and like like you said, and like I said earlier, the, the joy in knowing that you've yeah. wound them up because it does wind them up. And I've got I know yeah, Arsenal fans, too, yeah. I know them, and like I work with one, and and I can tell that he's like. You could see he's pissed off that that, that another season that, that we're yeah. above them. You know they'd always go on about the shadow. Oh, you're in our shadow. You're in our shadow. I'm sorry, but you know it no, ain't the like, case anymore, literally is it? You know, the only thing they have is to point to a trophy camp. That's like their joke now. Oh, trophy camp, trophy. Yeah. Camp. And the thing is, like I've always said this about trophies, and it's one of those things is that clubs have eras where they become very successful, and it like goes in cycles. So like Man United had this like incredible era under Alex Ferguson, Arsenal with Arsene Wenger, and they they have picked up trophies in their history more regularly than we have. But their Arsene Wenger kind of years in the Premier League kind of took them from being a little bit above us to being, uh, you know, as hard as it is for me to admit, far above us, you know, from the, yeah. the type of thing. But trophy counts can always be added to. It's the thing that, like, under Pochettino, those two seasons, the last two seasons at White Hart Lane as we knew it, were just some of the best times I've had as a Tottenham fan from watching us play every game. And I do end up watching every game every season. And those two seasons... I can't express to you, mate, how much joy I had just from watching us play football every week. Didn't matter who we were playing. I feared nobody when we did those two seasons, and I loved it. And it didn't matter to me. As my memory, it doesn't matter to me that we won no trophies for those two years. That will live in my memory forever as just so much fun and joy I got from following my football team. And anybody other team could, yeah, but you won nothing. And one of those seasons, you finished third in a two-horse race. Yeah, that's fine. And that's funny. But my memories of it were great. And my memory of them pipping us on the last day to second and us finishing third was that they celebrated it like they'd won the league and were calling us bottlers yeah, yeah. when actually, at Christmas, they were top of the league by six points. And we were like eighth. Yeah, exactly. 
So we then, mm. you know, oh, put the pressure on. Yeah, we were the only team that were following Leicester because everyone else bottled it. <laughs> everyone else had gone. Mm. Yeah. So it's just mm. kind of like whatever they throw at me, I've I've kind of been able to do that. So when it came to this and like the North London is Lily White stuff, it was just kind of like I was enjoying it. And it was a day because within a day, Tottenham fans went back to normal. And also, none of our players tweeted it. Whenever they beat us now in a North London derby, their players celebrate it. And I, if yes. they were to finish above yes. us in the league, I can tell you, all of their former players would be all over it. All of their current players would be all over it. They'd have dressing room selfies like you wouldn't believe. Our lot, mm-hmm. none of them have acknowledged that we finished above them because they don't care. They're they're yeah. looking up. Yeah. Yeah. But for fans, I don't understand exactly. why we couldn't just have a laugh about it for a day and then move on. But people just want to be but negative. You, but you, you... Yeah, and you've said it, Sam, haven't you? Like, you know, if we, if we, like, say, because you know, obviously on the page we post on a you post when yeah. when we score or when we win and when we lose, but nine times out of ten, there's far more comments when oh, a goal gets yeah. conceded than Massively, when a goal goes yeah. in, isn't there? Yeah, you know? and I do get yeah. it. I know people want to bend. I do have one more thing to say about North London being white because this is hilarious, okay? And I hope you find it as funny as I did. So, obviously, there's the Black Lives Matter movement at the moment and a lot of uh, Twitter accounts have changed their names to include Black Lives Matter and their Twitter accounts are like uh, Spurs, this, Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. I did have to find it quite hilarious when America woke up and the sheer confusion when they were looking at the Twitter trend of North London is white and all of these accounts with Black Lives Matter tweeting it. And I kept seeing all of these retweets from like American accounts going, what the f- is going on in London? You know, is this like some anti-Black Lives Matter thing? And then, and, and I was killing myself because, again, I'm just like... Oh my God! This is how social media works. You know, they've all woken up in America to this. North London is white, and but the people who are <laughs> tweeting it are like Black Lives Matter. North London is white, yeah. and it's kind of like, yeah, okay, I understand how that looks. <laughs> I, I could just imagine yeah, all these American uh, people like like staring yeah. at their phone, eating yeah. their cereal, just like I can't, I can't yeah, work no, out what's going on here. None of them have a clue. No, it was, and I, but of course, because I've then and I did, I answered a few. Just going, this is to do with football, and I could see a few other people jumping in, going, "It's a football thing. It's a football thing. Tottenham and Arsenal is a football thing." But I was just like, "It's so funny because there are so many people who are just <laughs> so confused. Like we thought London was an ally. What the hell, <laughs> you know?" So, so you, you've made it even more confusing by saying yeah, football yeah. thing. You should have said soccer. Yeah, no, 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 I was really baffled. Yeah, no, it's a football thing. What? What? Yeah, what? New England Whites? No, 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 no. That's not a good name. <laughs> yeah, no. I um, yeah. So anyway, I thought that I thought I'd share that because it did strike me funny. That's cool. Um, mate, That's Eric Dyer signed a new contract. I'm quite pleased with that. What about you? Yeah, look, it, uh, Mourinho loves him. Yeah, he does. He? Yeah. I mean, Mourinho wanted to get him over at Man United. He did. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the Portugal connection or yeah. he just how much he just loves him as a player. I think but... he's a, a good guy as well. I think generally, I think everybody who meets him comes away from it going, he's he's a good bloke. <laughs> do, do you know? I can't believe he's been at the club for six years. Yeah, that made me That's feel mad. a bit old. Yeah, and if he if he if he sees out his co- I know players tend not to see, and I don't. I can't imagine we're going to let him see out his contract. But if he did, that's ten years at the club, which is incredible like you know these kind of that's what I think with, with Spurs that you know part of the reason why we've got players that we've had for a long time is because we've not been refreshing but yeah. you know you've got Dyer that's been here six years Kane's been here for donkey's years yeah. Dyer, uh, 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 
Deli Ali's yeah, Deli's been yeah, here for, Dele, yeah. for long, long, long time. We've had players at the club for for long, like Larice. You know, there's yeah. this. It's unusual to have players that have served so long at one club, it, for, especially for with Premier us. League, yeah, and and for yeah. us, yeah, you're right. I mean, we. I mean, you go back to again like nineties, early two thousands. That team was kind of changing quite a regular basis. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, I can't ever make my mind up whether I'm emotionally attached to some of these players because, like, I see, like, I posted about Dyer signing the new contract, and basically every other comment was waste of time, waste of money, Gosh. and I'm kind of looking at him going, I can't, uh, you know, he had that real illness like real horrible horrible illness and we all can look at it and go he is not a defensive midfielder anymore he doesn't have the agility doesn't have the pace doesn't have that now that he had but he does look like quite a good central defender like the games yeah. he's played yeah that yeah okay great and that's why we've given him a new deal and I'm kind of looking at it going why why am I the only, am I the only person seeing this I can't be like me and you chat about it me and Dan chat about it and it's like I know I'm not the only person seeing this but do other people just basically get an opinion of a player in their mind and then that's it? No matter what yeah. they do, I've decided you are crap. And therefore, you could be the next Lionel Messi for a whole season, but I will still remember you gave the ball away and passed it sideways two years ago. And mm. that's my opinion of you. It's very odd. Yeah. I, look, I, 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 I don't want to kind of like uh, presume why, why people like have to yeah. do these things, but... I, I do wonder whether you know possibly you, you've got people that maybe watched a watched a game. For example, yeah. remember the, the 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 one we was it the chef we yeah yeah we? yeah. If you watched so that, they, they, yeah, you'd say awful. yeah <laughs> yeah. So so they've watched that, but that's possibly the only game they've watched in the last six months. So you know yeah, they make their judgment, see, like you yeah. say, they just they'll see that, make their judgment, and they don't see the rest of it. And I think you, I think it as well, and I and I get the benefit of this by going to games yeah. as well. But when you watch games on television. Uh, you sometimes see things that you don't. Well, you do obviously see things you don't pick up on the camera. Yeah. But you know, you, you see like a, I mean, I, I always say with, with with Danny Rose is a good example for <laughs> yeah. me. You know, like um, in his heyday, he, he was a mate. Like he's brilliant. You know. Yeah. But when when you when you watch him on the because like you know, say where I sit, I sort of sit to the left, yeah, of the, left he, of the north. So. Up. Yeah, and I see, I see him there. Yeah, and it's what he does off the ball. Yeah, yeah. and 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 you can and you can see and and I, I don't know. I just. Uh, I just think that uh, sometimes, yeah, people will, will, will kind of, like you say, make a judgment on something they've seen and they're not possibly well, seeing it all or the bigger picture or, funny, you know. The, um, the player all I can really point to is my opinion changed massively having watched him a few times at youth level live, then watched him make his Tottenham debut on TV, but then I watched a couple of games of him in the first team live was Harry Winks. And yeah. the thing that I kind of saw... At youth team level it was like he was a number 10 quite a creative player but then when he came into the first team he was like a deep lying kind of playmaker or like deep lying kind of a midfielder and I didn't really see what he was you know there, there wouldn't I, I mean I, I just didn't see it and I was kind of like yeah I, I don't see why there's such a fuss about this young kid and then I watched him, I, can't, I think it was a European game I went to. I, I, it was probably one of my adventures where I didn't get home until like four in the morning, was why I've repressed the memory. But he um, he was phenomenal. And the thing that I noticed being there and watching him was that he was constantly moving to try and be in a place to get the ball. Mm, yeah. So he was trying to give his teammates an option constantly. 
Yeah. And I was kind of like, wow, that's amazing. You know, his work in that game, so his teammates always had an outball. No matter where they were on the pitch, you know, defensively, they could always play it to him. Attack, they could always play it back to him. You know, he was constantly making movement to do that and always looking around him, always making sure he had space. And I always say a sign of a good player is when they appear to have time on the ball. Yeah. And every time he gets the ball, he appears to have longer than his teammates, and he does something with it, and he retains yeah. possession. I came away from that game, just, oh, that was amazing. And when I got back, I'll never forget it, because I sat down and like read stuff back, and everyone was like, Harry Winks does nothing. He passes sideways and backwards mm. all game. And I'm like, really? Mm. It's not what you see. Yeah. yeah. Do, 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 do you know what? The biggest the biggest example I can, and it doesn't get much bigger than this, but the biggest example of a player who see in life, you fully understand why they're yeah. so good is Messi. Oh, well, yeah. When, yeah. when I went to the cha- Champions League game, uh, when they, I think they beat us 4-2. Yeah. And it, what you were saying about Winks, always finding that space. Yeah. I'm like, where the freaking hell did he come from? Yeah. You know, yeah. he, he is just, in, he's, his football brain is insane. Yeah, it is he, absolutely it's like, insane. It's like, he, it's like we're playing chess and he's moved on to checkers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what? Like, he's he's in, absolutely incredible. I mean, obviously he's incredible to watch on television, yeah. but watching him live, you're just like, there was there was part of me that was like I'm really gutted supposed to get wallets, yeah. but there's another part of him was like I'm here to see this man. But yeah, like, well, you know, this, this... I remember us talking about that, and it was kind of like I've got to go because I've got to take this chance to watch Messi live. Yeah, and, it's, and it's, it like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I get it. I, I completely get it. Yeah, it's it's like kind of my dad telling me the time he you know he went, he saw Maradona, you know, like yeah. one of one of them things because he put on a Spurs shirt, didn't he? My he dad did. went to that game. Yeah, yeah, but it's just you can say you've seen. A legend, yeah, you know, yeah. and he, he is, he, he will. I mean, he's going to be, what he'll, 50 years' time, he'll yeah. be spoken about in the same breath as Pelé, you know, players yeah. like George Best and Pele and that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah incredible, yeah. incredible football player. Yeah. And you're right, you watch him play and it's just like, wow, you made that look yeah. easy. <laughs> he really, really did. I mean, I, I can remember, I think it was his second goal. Yeah. And he just seemed to be in like half a pitch full of space. Yeah, it's like, how did you get there? Twice what? as well. Yeah, it was exactly. like it was ridiculous. Yeah. And I remember watching it because I was, I think I can't remember watching the highlights. I think on like match of the day or whatever it was, or what's the highlights on. And I remember just seeing our defenders' faces like, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, what do we do? Like, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. We, we show him to his weaker foot and he just scored. <laughs> we, yeah, show, yeah. we don't don't show him onto his left, <laughs> you know? So, you know, keep him at a distance. He's just at the post from like 50 yards. <laughs> you want that Yeah, He's I tried ridiculous. to get tight and he went past me so fast, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, phenomenal player. I remember um, yeah. made me laugh was Pochettino talking to Danny Rose. And, and this is one of these stories that came out, uh, which cracks me up. He said, whatever you do, don't kick Messi. You know, don't get into him and kick him. There's not a player to do that to. And apparently Danny Rose was like, what? He's like, seriously, you're just going to piss him off. Don't, yeah. And we don't want him like that. You know, Do not do it. So he's like, all right. And apparently Harry Kane turned around to Danny Rose like the first half and went, I'm going to lamp him. Good luck. (laughs) And Danny's like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to absolutely lamp him. Good luck, Danny. Brilliant. Yeah, I love that. That was Danny Rose told that story on TalkSport, by the way. Um, Right, so it is time because we got some real crackers this week. I've looked through them. Um, It is time to head across to the questions for people, the fans of the podcast, from our Facebook page. 
And now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. Right then. Yeah, like I said, we got some crackers and we got some fun stuff in here. So, uh, Tom Perks, he opens it up with, Can you believe the same team that drew 0-0 with Bournemouth have won their last three games? Also, Arsenal, sorry, also Aston Villa won, Arsenal nil. Ha ha. <laughs> uh, Tom, I'm glad you're finding joy in that. As we have discussed, I found some joy in that myself. Um, yeah, I can believe it's the same team. I'm a Tottenham fan. <laughs> I've, I've grown up on this. So, you know, we, we, we in the 90s, like, beat Liverpool or somebody and be like, oh, this is the result. This is what's going to kick it on. And then we'd go and lose to Wimbledon, like, 6-0 or something stupid. <laughs> be like, what? How does that happen? Um, no logic in there yeah, at all. <laughs> never any logic whatsoever. Um, so, yeah, I can well believe it, uh, to be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, it is, it is nice that we've got on a bit of a roll. Um Peter Robinson says, what are your thoughts on Spurs signing new players from outside of the Premier League? Surely they should be signing players from within the Premier League due to the time it takes for foreign league players to adapt. Um, do you want to open up on that one, mate? It's kind of an opinion one. Yeah, I, 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 kind, of, I kind of agree with him. I mean, I, probably a good example would be Ndombele, who's yeah, um, struggled. Like, you know, was phenomenal in France and he's struggling here. Uh, I mean, but but, then, but saying that, you you look at the, the Celso's kind of you know a bit of a shaky start, but he's he's almost like he, he's been a Premier League player for years now. That what you yeah. know he's settled in so well, yeah. so it's all, always a risk. But I think you, you you take that risk completely away when you buy a. So for example, if we was to buy Grealish, we know we've got a player who's used to the Premier League. Yeah. We'll, 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 start you know running not that I think we're going to get him now but that's what I'm saying that yeah. that kind of player you know yeah, so um Hodberg from um from Southampton yeah really absolutely yeah. yeah 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 exactly yeah. That, that I think I think that you 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 take away the risk because like I say you you could you'd either get a Lacelso or an Dumbele with how they'll settle in but you won't have that risk I don't think if you buy a Premier League player yeah and of course the thing is as well is that players can settle and also kind of it clicks at different times and the 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 kind of the word put out by Tottenham is that when they signed Undumbele, they did know or they did predict it would take him over a season to adjust. Um, mm. You know, if that guy could come back next season and be the player that we all look that there could be there, wow! You know <laughs> that that yeah. um, what a difference that'd make to our team. So let's uh, let's hope that maybe there's a way that Jose and him can can get there. Uh, Peter does also add, if them lot down the road have St. Totteringham's Day, what do the mighty Spurs fans have? Um, I kind of want to just say self-respect. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, do you know what? When the first year it happened yeah. uh, four years ago, I was desperately trying to think I know, of a, of a I remember, word. Yeah. But 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 now I kind of like um yeah just you know what is what it is. We just this yeah. is just the norm, like you know. Yeah. And it, you know, it winds, things below us. It winds a lot more. It really yeah, does. Exactly, the yeah. fact that there isn't a kind of like Woolwich nomads get back in your place award or anything like that it just seems to be yeah. driving them insane. So one yes. of my one of my best friends in the world is a gooner, and I hate to admit that, but she is. And we have a bet every season, and we've had it for a long time, which meant I suffered for a long time. Which is whoever finishes lower in the league has to do a forfeit. And I, you'll probably remember this because I've told you about it. But basically, she was getting married. 
and Tottenham finished above them in the league. And the forfeit she had to do is she had to change her Facebook profile picture to her wearing a Tottenham shirt and keep it there until the day of her wedding, which was about two <laughs> months after the end of the season. <laughs> oh man the, the best thing was is like her whole family are obviously gooners and stuff and they're all coming and going what and part of the forfeit was she wasn't allowed to give any context she wasn't allowed to say it was a bet I mean she wasn't allowed to do it on Facebook I dare say she messaged all of them but yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm there commenting just the really barbarous stuff like she's seen the light she, she's she's really <laughs> white now you know she's a Spurs fan she understands the thing and so they're all going mental Oh, it was great. Um, I haven't decided on her forfeit this year, by the way, so if anyone's got any ideas, let me know. She's avoiding yeah. me like crazy. Um, and then and then we did have to... She had to get my advice on something, and I could tell, like, she was ringing me and just waiting for me to say something, and I didn't. And she's there going, go on, get out of the way. I said, what are you on about? She said, get out of the way. I said, get what out of the way? She said, Tottenham finished above Arsenal. I said, did they? I said, bloody hell, you lot must have been crap. We're having a, a rubbish year. And that was it. And shut up! Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so... I think we should put it to, I think we should put it to the pace uh, yeah, for suggestions. Yeah, Anyone, anyone's got any suggestions, let me know. Nothing too horrific, by the way, because I did this last year. I said, like, anyone got any ideas? And some of the suggestions I got were really filthy, by the way. I bet, like, a cock will tattered on her forehead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's nearly what they suggested. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Linton Ford has said the last few games have seen a significant improvement and it now looks like we have a style and a way of playing where do you think we will go from here moving forward oh that's a loaded question uh, <laughs> thank you Linton um, go on Matt that's yours <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think with, with Mourinho I, I think that it's al- it's almost like he doesn't have a start. It's almost like he plays every game according to who he like who he plays. You know, yeah. and, we, and we've had this discussion before, haven't we? Like you know, with with Pochettino, it yeah. was just you know, it was a, a, attack, wasn't yeah. it? You know, and, this is how we play. Try and beat us. Yeah, this yeah. is how we play. Yeah, and and I, and I think he styles it, and because he's so and I've, Winks mentioned it, didn't he, in, yeah. in an interview recently that you know they look at and, and I appreciate every manager does it to an extent but I think Mourinho he just goes into the nth degree detail of right these are we going to play he looks at the individual players in that team yeah. and he just he, he just counters them I think yeah yeah and that's it it's kind of like if we neutralise them then we, we're not going to lose the game and then we got to just make sure we win the game yeah um, it's, it's interesting because I, me and you did this podcast a few weeks ago and we we were feeling really down. The results were bad. Watching us try and labour through these games with no attacking intent was rough. And the yeah. Bournemouth nil-nil, where we didn't even muster a shot in 90 minutes, both of us were kind of like, this is a real low point. You know, this is... How how can this continue? You know, if the manager's making us play this badly, etc., you know, this feels awful. But stepping out, you know, so stepping away from it, trying to detach yourself from the individual things, if you were to look at Tottenham from when he came in, in terms of what would be your main priority, and your main priority would be stop us conceding stupid-ass goals, solidify us as a team, and then build from that base. Now, you can do that by signing, you know, an £80 million central defender and building your defence around him, a la Liverpool, or you can do it by instilling a tactical discipline in your whole team that they know <laughs> that everybody's responsible for defending, not just the back four. 
and he's done that and you can actually really see it now i think i think it was um my brother messaged me and said there was a moment in a game the other day where lucas moore went to charge forward and he literally stopped himself like dead and then like moved into a more tactical position to make sure he was there to tackle somebody if they got the ball and mm. it was kind of like yeah that that's that's different like as a, as Tottenham fans, we have this kind of the Tottenham way. We wanna we wanna win games and we wanna do it playing great football and everything. And I get that. And I've been a Tottenham fan all my life, and I do have this deep belief in me, like the Bill Nickerson, which is not only do we win, we win well. But we haven't, you know, if you're looking at people now saying about us, we need to win trophies now. We need to make a success of things. The Tottenham ways won us jack in like yeah. 20 odd years yeah. it's time to try something else yeah. and and if we try something else and we're all bored out of our brains and we still won that all then the chairman etc will probably you know pull the trigger and say no nah, this ain't worked but if Jose Mourinho does manage to instill this tactical discipline in the side which he appears to be doing and the team because there's so much talent in an attacking sense in that side that if you create chances, Harry Kane will score. You know, oh, you give him chances in front of goal. Yeah, there are going to be games where he's going to miss a few, but nine times out of ten, the ball's going to hit the back of the net. And yeah. if you create those chances, he will do it. Son is the same. You let Sonny cut into his right foot on the edge of the box. The guy's going to find the corner. You know, mm. he, nine times out of ten, he will. Uh, Lucas is proving to be a far more effective player under Jose Mourinho, in my opinion, than he ever was under Pochettino. He looks far more suited to having a tactical discipline and and actually sticks to a position rather than constantly running where Kane wants to go. I, th- I think for me as well, for Lucas, and and, and, and again, it's, it all feels like we're just getting up for me anyway. I feel like I'm getting carried away because we've won three games. Yeah. But it, to, to an extent, like Lucas feels almost more like a ninety-minute player. Yeah, now. yeah, he does. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was going to say the same thing. He now looks less like an impact sub. Yeah. yeah, he looks like a player who, because he's got a tactical discipline, which is he ain't just going to go charging off. He ain't just going to have this free roll to go roaming. He knows right. I stick to this, and I make sure no one gets past me. I mean, he's picked up more yellow cards under Jose than he did in his entire time under Pochettino. And the mm. reason for that is because in his head he's going to don't get past. Which yeah. is a very South American thing, by the way. I just think Pochettino was more kind of like, let's, let's beat these teams. Whereas yeah. Jose's kind of like, if he gets past you, bring him down. <laughs> you know, mm. you mm. take that yellow card, but you do not let them get into break into open play. And, you know, you've mentioned it so many times, the dark arts. And there's this leaked footage going around of and I have to say apparently leaked footage of Jose Mourinho telling the team that he wants them to play like a certain C word oh, yeah, um, rather, you know but but smart C words not stupid yeah. you know uh, if you're a Tottenham <laughs> fan and you've not seen it you'll find it quite easily but if that is genuine and he did have this tactical discussion with the team there's a few players who were there who clearly went yeah okay I'm, I'm on board with that yeah, because you could yeah. really see it. Um, but where where we go is difficult because the attacking talents there, defensively, I, I I still think we're missing the fullbacks and the defensive midfielder. But if we can add that this summer and you can instill this discipline, instill this tactical awareness that we go into different games, the thing with like Jose at Chelsea was 
they they were different. Like if they played against Man United, they were horrible to break down. Man United would have like ninety percent possession, but Chelsea would win the game. <laughs> you know, mm, yeah. and there was this joke about in the eighty fifth minute he'd bring on Obi Mikel. Remember him? And that was it. The game was done. If you, if you saw Mikel come on, the game was over. Because all he was going to do is sit in front of the back four and kick crap out of people and basically boot the ball 60 yards. Like, nope, you're not you're not getting there anywhere near my goal. <laughs> and that was it. It was just Jose saying, the game's done now. I'm going to go. <laughs> I need an early night. Um, and it was kind of like, I saw him bring on Skip a couple of times recently. And I've had this kind of weird feeling of like, ooh, that's, that's the vibe I'm getting. Like, Skip, you're going on, and it's game over, all right? <laughs> yeah, you know, they, yeah, they, yeah. they shall not pass you, no matter what. Um, so that was kind of a weird thing. But against, and I, I say this not wanting to be disparaging to anybody, against some of the lesser sides, Jose's teams like Chelsea and Man United, they destroy them, mm. and they go after mm. them. And you're kind of like, okay, so what he's doing with us, is, and we are seeing it definitely, is against different teams, different tactical setups. In this weird project restart thing, it seems his focus is tactical discipline. Like, if we can nail that, when we go into pre-season and we go, like, this weird pre-season we're going to have, and we go into the new season, then we can become, like, okay, we've got the base. When we play against Man United, we're going to do this, 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 and this. Okay, but when we're playing against um, you know newly promoted Leeds or oh, West Brom are back by the way. Ugh. Oh yeah. no, I was going about yeah, that. Yeah, that's our two one that one all draws every bloody oh, season. God, or maybe Jose will fix that. All right, so let's say okay, we're playing West Brom. We're not drawing one <laughs> one with this bunch of crap. We're gonna destroy yeah, yeah. it. And and this yeah. is the thing. It's like it's gonna be interesting to see if that's how we develop because if we do go that way, then I think all of us are fans are gonna be more on board. If yeah. we go to teams like West Brom and we play the same way as if we were going to Man United, then I think that's when the fans are going to be a bit more, ugh, this, this is crap. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, Ryan Miller says, do you think it would be a saving grace if we don't get the Europa League this season? Unfortunately, it would mean Arsenal winning a trophy, he says, spitting. Um, or will it impact what players we buy if Daniel Levy ever buys players? Uh Okay, I've got an opinion that people don't like on this. What's your opinion? Well, if if we don't, if we do finish seventh, not only will we not be in, well, if, so if we finish seventh and Arsenal win the trophy, then we don't get Europa League. We also won't be in the League Cup, so we'll literally just have the Premier League and the FA Cup next season. Oh wow! Yeah, wouldn't we? Because it's the top eight. Top, I, I'm right in thinking that, aren't I? The top I, eight. Honestly, I, well, I, I, I've not seen it confirmed. When they first did it, I thought they were saying it was everybody in Europe wouldn't oh, be in the league right. but at the same time I then also did read the top 8 and I wasn't sure yeah. if they were saying the top 8 clubs potentially because up to 8 clubs could be in Europe right but sure I, I've never I've never actually seen it confirmed and I was kind of thinking well probably when the season's done they'll announce next season we're back to 3 subs we're back to no drinks right. breaks yeah. by the yeah, way sure. if you're in Europe you're not in the league you know I, I, so I'm guessing that's yeah. when it's going to get confirmed but yeah. I'm still a little bit confused on that yeah but if that is if that is the case then we're, we're, we're literally only two competitions to, and, and I, I, I what I like is uh why I want us to get into into the Europa League is because uh, Mourinho said if we get into the Europa League we're going to win it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love that, you know. Yeah. I, I love that, and that is going to be music to the lights of Harry Kane's ears. So I think it's really important that that we that we do get into it. I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm 
I'm, I'm the same. I mean, uh, from a financial nerd point of view, I never realised how much money came from the Europa League. So it's an estimate between 30 and 40 million by being in it. Um, in essence, once you get past the kind of group stage, which is, we all know, you know, oh, look, we're in Kazakhstan. Um, like Karabakh. Yeah, Karabakh. <laughs> once you get past that, the, the money kind of kicks in. Um, so you kind of run it at a loss <laughs> almost to that first mm. stage. But then it does kick in. So um, it's an interesting thing. I want us to finish sixth. I want us to. I always want us to finish as high as possible in the league. That's obvious. Um, so if that means Europa League, that means Champions League. You know, that means winning the title one day, maybe. Mm. But that's mm. what I want. So I want us to finish sixth, which is the highest we can possibly finish in the last day. If we do finish sixth, then we do go into the Europa League. You know that's confirmed. Whether it's the qualifying round or straight into the group, uh, be determined by Arsenal. My worst case scenario is finishing seventh and Arsenal winning the FA Cup. So not only do they lift yeah. the trophy, they deny us Europe, which mm. sucks. Because right yeah, now, completely. if Chelsea win that final, which you know we're all hoping they do, which again is a weird feeling, hoping they win something, but if they do win it then Arsenal are not only finishing 10th in the league, or potentially 10th, like you said, they're not in Europe next season. Yeah. So what's Aubameyang yeah. going to do? What's, you know, yeah. What are these players that have been a bit kind of on the fence, not signing a new deal, going to do? So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love the idea of that club being in crisis. So anything to help with that is much appreciated. But I prefer oh, us to clearly. be in the Europa League. A lot of people's <laughs> argument appears to be that we can focus on the league if we're not in it. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I, no, I, I agree. I think we should be in it, and and it's it, the the, the conversations are with the last game of the season. So if if we um, if we we can draw, if we'll, Wolves lose, so Chelsea are going to want to win that last game, aren't they? Yeah. Because they want they want to guarantee champ, Champions League yeah. football next season. So if they win, we only need, need a draw, yeah, yeah. and that is all we need because the goal difference. If they lose, because we're on a plus one, we're on plus one more goal difference than them. Yeah. So if Wolves lose. It doesn't matter then. We can draw and then we'll be six. Yeah, I mean, so, as, as someone put it on the page after my rambled post, simply say, we need to better their result. I was like, all right, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. And and, <laughs> and, 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 and I, 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 don't, I don't know. I mean, look, I don't know, again, I, I, this is the theme of, of the of the podcast, me saying I don't want to get carried away. But, you know, I, I'd like to think that, that we'd beat Palace. I'd like to think we that we would on the run that we're I, on at I, the moment. I would like to think that, but I'm a Tottenham fan, which means I go into this game knowing they've lost five on the bounce. We've won our last five or four. <laughs> it's it's a five nil Palace victory all day long, and it's a hat trick. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I can't be the only one thinking it. Um, Simon Whiteman <laughs> says, "Easy question this week. Thanks, mate." What type of player would you prioritise? A goal-scoring key- goal attacking midfielder, winger, or backup striker? This is assuming that Parrot's sent out on loan. Um, I think Parrot's definitely going on loan, um, from what I've seen. Um, a backup striker, to be honest with you. I, I think the club desperately needs a second striker on the books. Um, I had this conversation with my friend Stefan, Stefan Stefan, the other day, which is... This argument about if you sign a striker, they're not going to want to join us because of Harry Kane, and and I do I do kind of get that a little bit, but then I, I suddenly just hit me. It's like, well, hang on a minute, that's not a problem at any other club. Like Jose Mourinho's talked about this, like this mentality thing, this kind of strange thing that is in our club, which is oh yeah, I know, but 
we can't sign so-and-so because, you know, Harry Kane's there and they won't want to come and sit on the bench. In my experience, you pay someone the wages they want, they'll come and do it. And and they'll mm. and there'll be competition. There'll be genuine competition. It wasn't that long ago, we had four strikers who were Premier League level sat at our club. Robbie Keane, Jermaine Defoe, Berbatov, you know, Darren Bent, Mido. You know, we had we always had four strikers, you know? Mm. And it's kind of like that mentality now is so shifted that it's almost like the chairman doesn't want to pay someone a massive wage if they're not going to play. And I get it, you know, I do get it. But at the same time, you must look at Kane's injury record and realise that by trying to play him every single game, you are doing that to him and shortening his career. But also, we as a club cannot keep going for months you know, just hoping that a winger can play number nine for us. Mm. It's kind of maddening to me that we allow it to happen. Um, So for me, if you're telling me, do we want to sign an attacking wide player winger who can, like Sonny, who can cover striker, or an actual striker, I'd I'd say I want an actual striker. Yeah, no, I agree with you. No, thank you. I'm pleased. Uh, (laughs) Dean Bates says, why has Sessignor not played much this season? Is it down to injury, or does Jose not think he's ready? Um... (sighs) Depending on... He started the season injured, which didn't help. It was a nasty hamstring injury. He battled back from that and started getting some minutes. He kind of made it clear he doesn't want to play left-back. And Jose kind of made it clear he doesn't see him as a left-back. Which basically means he wants to play, like, left midfield, left, you know, wide forward. Um, I think the club are going to look to loan him next season. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's perhaps he doesn't have the same tactical discipline that those Jose's demanding from the likes of Lucas and Bergwijn etc and Sonny um, because to me his his natural pace gives him something that we you know later in games could be phenomenal but Jose just doesn't seem to be wanting to use him so I, I don't think there's an easy answer to that but uh, there has been a fair bit said that we are going to loan him out next season and the good thing is, well, he's got age on his side. As massively, yeah. Youngster, yeah, yeah, massively. Um, Robert Darby says, would you flog Ndombele if we could get Grealish to replace him for a similar fee? Uh, no, not for me. No, no. I, I think he's worth more than Grealish. Yeah, yeah no, not for me. Um, Stefan Cruz Alvarez says, let's talk about that leaked Jose clip. <laughs> Uh, we have. <laughs> we need to find a word that rhymes with it. Can you think of a... All right, so... Um, <laughs> He said that the team should stop. There are a bunch of nice boys, and the team need to become runts. Yeah, it's a word that sounds like that. And then he said, "But smart runts, not stupid runts. You need to be, you know, nasty. You need to, you know, be very." And I think most Tottenham fans watched it. Went, yeah, he's kind of right. But whether whether it's a genuine clip or not, we're all going to have to wait and see. Um, finally, Marty Oss says, uh, listening to the Spurs show podcast with Theo D. Oh, listening to another show. How dare yeah, you? Yeah, I know. Um, and, and, and to have the front to even say that to I us know, as well. That hurts. <laughs> listening to another show and then asking us a question about it. Oh, um, he made a great point that our possession stats versus Leicester were the lowest in living memory. We played on the break, soaking it up and hitting them with pace. We won the game 3-0. 
what he was saying was if we had a full stadium crowd probably wouldn't have been able to play that way because the fans would have got on the players back you know booing etc um so the long way of asking this question is will spurs fans settle for this attritional but winning football when at home it's a good question that yeah, I mean, I, it, my mind goes to the uh, the Man City game yeah. earlier in the season yeah. when we uh, they, exactly they was that. just destroyed us, yeah. and then they got players sent off. And and I promise you, I came out of that stadium and I was buzzing my nuts yeah. off, Sam. It was just like this is this is I would have paid five times the amount for that, you know. So I think I appreciate you know playing Leicester and playing Man City are completely different, but if you come away and your team of a team of one comfortably. Yeah. There is a part of you that's like you don't really think about the no. the fact that you had low possession stats. No. I, I really don't, but I, I do get the point from like would they would they have been able to get away with it if the fans? Because but I I don't know. I, from my from my experience being at the stadium every week is we do, we we tend to be quite fair with our with our players. Like 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 I, I know Ericsson got a bit of grief, you know, and there was it's difficult it's difficult. I, I always go to the stadium. I always go there and think, right, I want to be, I'm there as a supporter, so I want to support the club. Yeah. But it is natural sometimes when you see the other team playing, like, you know, you're not seeing much of the ball. It is, you do get naturally fed up, and, and, I, and I get I get that. It, sometimes that can come out, yeah, can't yeah, it? Yeah. But, but yeah, I get it from that point of view. But I think, you know, when you've won the game, yeah, you, you just, you, 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 you're, all you're focusing on is the result, especially if it's a free nil as well. Yeah, I've got to be honest, I, I think it massively comes down to the results and the form of the team overall. Because you know, Leicester, for, for us kind of being a bit, you know, they're not Man City, they are still in the Champions League spots. So technically this season they've been far better than us and they have been. Yeah. So to play against them, set up tactically and to beat them, you know, if that had been Man City and we'd done them 3-0, and the possession stat, people will be laughing about that, just going, it doesn't matter. Tottenham yeah. won 3-0. Now, we did it to Leicester, who have been a lot better than us this season, and people are kind of going, oh, you know, where was the ambition? Well, the ambition was to beat a team who were better than us at the moment. Mm. They are better than us at the moment. Mm. And so that that's kind of, the, like, to me, I, I look at that and go, if we went into next season, and it comes back to what I was saying before, if we go after teams that we should be superior than and we beat them and we beat them well, then us playing a tactic where we're like, okay, I have the ball. You ain't going to do nothing with it. I yeah. think people would be far more on board with. They'd look at that as a kind of, okay, horses for courses. We're playing Man City this week. Man City have been phenomenal. Um, and clearly we've set up to make sure, yeah, right, have the ball there. You ain't going to get, you ain't going to break us down. And if you give us a chance, we're going to take it people would be far more on board with that knowing it's kind of a tactical decision and this kind of this is the way we play if we are beating other teams that we should be beating if that makes sense mm. um, like you know if you look at the results we've had and, and this is love and respect to Sheffield United who have had an amazing season I don't think they were that good against us I think we just made some awful awful defending mistakes in that game and yeah. we allowed the VAR like goal thing to really affect us when we need to be able to shake that off. Um, and I think even Sheffield United's manager said afterwards, like, "Oh, you know, that, that, you know, we were a bit lucky today. Scoreline doesn't suggest it, but if, you know, it, it didn't go the way we didn't play well. If we'd managed to beat Sheffield United in that game, and if we managed to beat Bournemouth, the difference in the atmosphere." 
in the fans, you know, like me and you, for example, that podcast we did after those two games was so depressed yeah. because of just the way we were playing. But if we'd won those games, like 1-0, 2-0 against Sheffield United, if we beat Bournemouth 1-0, you know, one of the, we, someone did finally hit a shot and it hit the back of the net. Weirdly, we'd, be, we'd all be feeling like, okay, so we have developed something. We have, you know, we might not have possession, but we are beating teams. But also in a really mental kind of crazy season, we'd be in the Champions League spots right now. Yeah, and also you'd have looked at like you know I mentioned the fact that you know one five drawn two lost yeah. one. If we, it would have been what one seven yeah. drawn one loss, and that would have yeah. been an, an incredible run, yeah, wouldn't it? Mental. And it, and it, yeah. and it was all it was possible. I mean, like like you say that Sheffield United, you know, if if, if that goal had been allowed to stand, yeah. it's one yeah, it's a different I, game. I, we, we 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 could have gone on to win it the yeah, second half yeah. and the Bournemouth one. Like you say, it was a matter of just one play, one of our players. We wasn't outplayed or anything. No. We just couldn't find the, the no, target. It just it just felt like the team just couldn't click in that game. Yeah, it just it just yeah. it just didn't work. And like the Sheffield United game, and defensively, it just looked at it and the players. It was like, what's happened? It looks like their yeah. brains have become detached from their bodies. Um, but yeah, and I think this is what needs to get ironed out. If we can iron that out, which he appears to be really working on, then you can go forward from this solid base. Um, but a lot of it's going to be down to our recruitment this summer because some of the players in our squad need to leave. And that's not being critical of players necessarily where I'm going to pick players out and go, this player's crap, this player's crap. But like you were talking about how long people have been at the club and stuff, it is really easy just to become ridiculously lethargic and everything's the same. I get up, I go to work, da da da. No one's pushing me, no one's doing this. You know, Toby can basically walk into our team. However, all of a sudden, having Eric Dyer become a central defender and keep him out for a few weeks, I don't know about you, but Toby's the best he's looked in three years, the last few yeah. games. Mm. It's amazing the difference that makes, you know, the impact that makes. Davinson Sanchez suddenly appears to be a player that doesn't dive in all the time. If you notice this, like one of the, yeah. my big criticisms of him is he uses his physicality too much, gives away so many decisions. All of a sudden, he's timing his challenges and he's doing these different things. And it's Jaffet Tangangas, the other defender, is coming through with a lot of pace. And all of a sudden, he's got someone right there pushing him. And yeah. I think if we can add a defensive midfielder who will provide protection to this back four, and we can add um, full backs, one left back, uh, two one right back, you can add dynamism to the side and the squad. Just those three. If that's the only thing we did, we would be a marked improvement going into next season. Mm. Um, so yeah, the recruitment and and the sales. You know, we need to change personnel. There's certain players at the club who really don't offer as much as they should. And if they're replaced with players who do offer something, again, it's a massive upgrade. So, yeah, it's a strange one because, of course, I, I say all this almost every year and then we just sign some plucky French winger called Nobody <laughs> and we do nothing. <laughs> there we go. That was a depressing end. But, um, mate, that's all of it. That's all of our questions. That's all of the content for this week. This is episode 99. Next week is episode 100 of the Spurs News Podcast. It will debut our new theme music for intro and outro. It will have special features. Are we going to bring back Matt's stats for the 100th episode? Oh, mate, that's, yeah, that's, that's a given. Um, we're also bringing back Kids Talk, which was a feature on our 50th episode. Basically, every 
50 episodes our kids are going to say something on the podcast um last time they upstaged us quite horrifically so i'll see (laughs) maybe maybe we can get them to present it and they can just do parent talk and we'll just have a little section yeah i'm up for that yeah um i don't know i I think that might wind people up my my daughter get into some (laughs) rant about the about our right back not covering enough. She, she's yeah, got... and Simba starts talking about all the rich people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gone yeah. on a tangent. It's just gone on an absolute tangent, just listing people he'd like to buy Tottenham. Uh, this guy owns this. Yeah, this this diamond merchant in let Africa. Me, yeah. Let me tell you how you become rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm up for that. Yeah, just send me ten pounds, and I will tell you in next week's podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea, Seb. Uh, but yeah a big, big thank you to everybody for listening uh, obviously make sure you listen next week it'll be the season finale the last one of this really stretched out 2019-20 season what a crazy year we're going to be reviewing it talking about it it's going to be mad just doing that on its own there's going to be kids talk there's going to be um, Matt stats we're going to take questions like always um, it's going to be a longer show I guess um, we're also going to have and I'm saying this cringing because I know what I've got planned. We're also going to have celebrity messages from uh, Tottenham legends. <clears throat> wow, that is just that's worth tuning in just for that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, this is going to be so bad. But <laughs> anyway, um, a big thank you to everybody, mate. Thank you to you because I know you had to rush back to do this today. Um, but I will speak to you next week, everybody. Take care. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs. And remember, to dare is to do.